You're listening to the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast, where we explore the connection between exercise and positive mental health. And our big mission, it's to help 10,000 women develop fitter minds and bodies in the next two years. I'm your host, Michelle Frost. Let's get moving. Welcome to episode number 23 of the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast. In this episode, we hear from one of my running coaches, Baz Swan, and he poses a very interesting question to all of us. He's asking, what does running mean to you? Enjoy. Okay, today, this is a real pleasure because we have one of my coaches. I won't tell you where it's from. He can tell you in a minute. He's one of my running coaches. This is Sebastian Zwan. Did I say that correctly? Uh, anyway, absolutely. Trying very pleasure. hard. <laughs> so Baz, as we call him, um, he doesn't live in Australia and you may be able to pick up the accent. So welcome, Baz. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Maybe you can start from where you are. Oh, yes. Well, thanks, Michelle. Um, uh, yeah, we're, we're from a bit, uh, a bit further away from uh, Tasmania. We are almost at the opposite side of the world in, so. in Europe. Yes, in the Netherlands. So, um, yeah, that's where we are. And um, I live here together with Marlies. I think you interviewed her, too. I have. Uh, yes. And um, we live here in Scheveningen. And that's very nice to pronounce for... Uh, You're near the Hague. In, I think I can say Hague. <laughs> I don't know that I can say. Yeah. So we live in a beautiful town uh, near the ocean. I, I look on my right shoulder. I see the, the harbor and the sea and we have the dunes and the land. And uh, yeah, so really, really nice uh, area. Um, well, we talked about it. Uh, the climate here is a bit the same as in Tasmania. It's a kind of moderate climate with uh, yeah. the sea and the breezes and the kind of modest uh, moderate summers and yeah so that's where we are so you don't you don't Beautiful get time. really cold and you don't get really warm yeah we do have sometimes ice on the lake on the lakes and in the canals then the dutch are good and famous for ice speed skating oh of course uh, and that's a bit my background by the way wow sports. yes we'll find out about and, that uh, in a minute <laughs> <laughs> yes and of course it's cycling here Mm, yes, so much cycling. Yes. So, did you grow up near where you live now? Very close. Yes, uh, I I lived in a neighbor town of the Hague. Oh, you did. So I stayed there. Uh, I raised there. Um, then university, another town, and then got back. Lived here around, mm -hmm. and then with Marlies, we went like ten years to a Caribbean island, uh, Curacao. We lived there for ten years in the tropical. How how yeah. different is that from being where you are <laughs> in the Netherlands? Absolutely. And now we are back here for three years. Wow. So you were 10 years in the Caribbean island? Yes. With the warm, very warm, not to mention small, like a, quite a small place, isn't it? Yeah, very small and uh, very warm. It's uh, in the 90s and uh, in, in, in Celsius, we use Celsius too, by the way, it's mm -hmm. like in the 30s. Mm -hmm. And it's always humid, so that was, yeah, that's quite a challenge. Uh, and in fact, that helps us now understand uh, so many runners we are coaching because so many runners live in hot areas. Yeah. 
like today in the, the crazy stuff in Western, uh, in Western USA and Canada. So it's yes. unbelievable, 100 plus Fahrenheit, like 35 degrees. And, but then we understand better with the coaching what it means. And mm. so that's, that's has a, become an advantage for us too, that we really understand what it is to run in the heat. Mm. So you have not always been a running coach, I assume. Oh no! <laughs> what did you do before you became a running coach? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I was always a sports boy, you know, with, yeah. with running and tennis and surfing and um, in my study when I studied, I uh, I studied uni technical university in Delft, mm -hmm. industrial design. Yeah. And I studied uh, ergonom ergonomics. Oh, do you know what it is? Yeah. Ergonomics. So so the way you like, sorry, I just need to sit up. But so the things like your chairs and things to make sure that your posture and things like that are, are correct. And absolutely, it's uh, the human interaction with with things you design. And um, fascinating. From there, um, you know, yeah, I I just always worked hard, sport, uh, you know, sports hard, and then um, and then I got into um windsurfing and um and then ice speed skating you know ice speed skating is in the netherlands a big thing we always have world champions and it's it's crazy for some reasons our country is really always on top of the world with the norwegians and the french and the english and the americans and wow they're, we're always there you don't think of the netherlands really as having a big um you know uh, some sport that deals with snow or ice do you like yeah. a cold cold kind of sport really cold sport. that's right yeah. and uh, but we have a lot of ovals you know like ice yeah. rings yeah and um i think then um i started doing ice speed skating and that that really fit me you know that's like um it's you have two different formats one against the other and mm -hmm. in just start with a group and then do a race Mm -hmm. uh, and then you start with the group and the one who, fi who finishes first is first. Yes. And I started doing that uh, uh, and I was successful. So I liked it. I liked the competition. I liked the, the peloton, you know, in the group and tactics and things like that. So yeah, that, that became my, my, really my sport. And I, I really loved it. And then also for the, uh, for the training, for the ice speed skating, you have to do strength work and you have to do a lot of running ah. for for your aerobic capacity, you know yeah. that's the that's the foundation uh, for the ice speed skating too. So I, I always had that, you know, I it was my interest to do that, that. extra extra running for the aerobic and the and the strength, as you said. Here in Australia, yeah. I think I don't. I mean, I know there's ice speed skating only because of Stephen Bradbury, who's our only yeah. medalist, and it's been a joke in Australia for a very long time. And I I've actually been and seen him speak. But because yeah. so if somebody wins something because everybody else falls over or has an accident yeah. or doesn't make it, we just call it a Bradbury here. Like it's actually a term in Australia we use really? because of the way he because of the way he won his medal. Um, it's yeah. become a part of our culture that when somebody, yes. you know, is so fortunate to win something because, you know, the rest of the competition somehow fall by the wayside. Yeah, yeah. so it's quite an interesting thing. Otherwise, I probably would hardly know anything about the sport yeah so. but yeah. I, I think that was uh, what we call short track mm -hmm. that was the short track so that that was the guy who won because of the other three or four fell yeah 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 that was a great that's and that's great but 
Uh, we do it on a long oval. So it's bigger than that, so, bigger than what you see in the Olympics. That's in the, you know, the Winter Olympics. Yeah, the Olympic it? is the short track. And the, okay. uh, what we do on the ovals is like a 400 meter uh, a track with yeah. running, but then yeah. on the ice. Well, there you go. So that's say, oh, yeah. <laughs> no idea. And it really goes fast. It's it's really a really fast sport, and yeah, it's it's really nice. Because <laughs> you like it's a bit of speed. <laughs> it's really speed, yes. So, do you think did you would have run at school? I assume, or did you run at school, or did you just start running school, more to support I, your other sports? Yeah, I was more into play, like soccer yeah. and uh, tennis. You know, as a boy, teams. You, you wanna just wanna play with teams and you know balls and more playful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So not so much just the running just came as a part of, you know, as I said, supporting your other um, sporting yes, endeavours. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so when did running become more of a serious thing for you, like something that you did more than, you know, it supporting your skating, as you were saying? Yeah, that's uh, that's in fact when I met Marlies. Ah. Because she's she's such a born runner and. Um, she loves running for her really she's the example of like running is part of her life you know competitive mm -hmm. running going out what she's doing now just uh, anything as you feel running uh, on the trails and um, yeah that's because of her so um, when we met she's she she her, her identity was a real runner you know yeah. so she was a runner she was already you know she won like um, uh, Berlin, she had the, these crazy marathon times of uh, under three hours, you know, that, mm -hmm. and, and for me, like running a marathon was something, yeah, you know, you think about, but that's, that's not, if you're into that sports that you do like 30 minutes or you do games, you're not thinking about marathons. No, that's a long time. <laughs> yeah, that's just, In comparison. You know, right. Mm. And then, and when we met, then, uh, of course, then, yeah, then you get into it and you mm -hmm. start understanding. And then uh, we started doing triathlons because I, of, for skating, I was a biker too, because high speed skating and biking is very yeah. similar. And so I teach her how to bike faster and better. And then she teach me how to run. Who was teaching you both to swim? Uh, we're, we're a bit equal. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, with the funny thing, and then that we, of course, then we really got into triathlon because mm -hmm. of our relationship and her background of running and mine of biking. So why not then just do a sport where you have everything? You just needed to meet and one that, other person and they could be the swimmer. You could be the cyclist and Marlies could yeah. have been the runner and you could have had a team. <laughs> well, a very good team. Yes. <laughs> yeah, a really good team. <laughs> so how long ago but, was that? Oh, that's... I think that's 11 or 12 years ago yeah. already. <laughs> wow. Yes. Yeah, that's that's quite a time ago. We met in Curacao. Ah, there you go. You were, yeah. So you both went there separately to the island? To yes. The Caribbean. Yeah. There you yeah. Go. Different, different um, reasons. Yeah. Uh, and so that there we met in the very early, in the mm -hmm. very beginning. And yeah. um, and then it's, a, it's a, you know, for, um, for triathlon, it's a kind of, paradise for triathlon in the tropics because you have the, the most beautiful races yeah. uh, swimming in the tropical oceans and you know the biking and the running uh, it's really beautiful uh, settings so mm -hmm. yeah then we started racing together and always there is a little holiday trip combined with the race yeah. what you do yeah and then in the beginning you know when you're in love and everything that's 
that's such a perfect thing to do, you know, like your passions and um, visiting nice cities where you do races and then, you know, that. so we really rolled into it. Really enjoyed it by the sound of it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Sounds wonderful. <laughs> um, obviously, you were there working. So one of the questions I have often, because I have never taken on triathlon, but it was something I thought about years ago. But it was, I, you know, even fitting in my training for running when I was a bit more competitive, it took up a lot of time. And then I thought, well, triathlon's going to take even more time. So how did you manage to fit your training in with your triathlon as well as work and, and everyday life before you, you know, running became your life? Yeah, it's not a big change because there, there was always sports in my life. So, and, and that's the same with Marlies. So, yeah. um, you just fit it around your work schedule. Yeah, you just do it. Mm -hmm. And, and you make these kind of clever combinations with time and, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, um, like now, you know, when, when you, when Marlies knows that we have this interview and yeah. you know it's a little bit for me it's a little break too and then she says okay I'm going to take a break too it's beautiful weather let's go outside so we always our life and my personal life has has been like that too mm -hmm. so it's it's sports it's you know anything you do uh, uh, on this you know windsurfing or on the sea you know we do now swimming um, uh, uh, when the, in summertime there's not so much wind so there are not so much waves so you can do swims in the summertime and you go out in the early morning and you know it's so beautiful if you're out there and the, uh, you know when the sun is up and it's still quiet and the, yeah. you know the seagulls are there and you're, you're swimming there in the ocean and you make a, like a mile along the coast and but you do that clever you know because you, you wake up and you go out and you do it and you know, before anybody knows, you're already back and you're you're here with a cup of coffee, do your work. And, you know, that's that's the way you can do it. And other people are just getting out of bed <laughs> in many <Yeah>. cases. <laughs> yes. And, and making clever combinations with the family. We have still have two daughters of 15 yeah. twin daughters and they have so they have their own social life. And and there are so much you can combine when, when they're at school or when they have mm -hmm. their, their own things. Uh, we can go out too, we can go together, we go separate. So it's it's more, and that's basically when we also coach people that you have to find that balance in, in that busy life. We all have it, but there's always time you can kind of claim for yourself. It's, it's there, there should be always some that these moments that you mm -hmm. can ask for yourself because mm -hmm. it's, you're either reading a book or you're, you, you know, you do things or you go out and enjoy, if you like it, then you just go out and enjoy uh, running outside. We were, we were talking to someone earlier today about this um, and what you just said uh, then just triggered it a little bit. And, and that is the energy. Like if somebody's coming at it and they haven't exercised for a long time or it's never really been a part of their life and they do have times in their day where they, watch tv or read a book or have downtime because i guess we all need to have downtime not just sleep but <laughs> downtime yeah. where we're not um working yes they often think that they don't have the energy to go out and so they yeah. because they haven't it's, there's an equation and i don't know exactly where that number is but we're going out and running or cycling or swimming or whatever doing something physical actually gives you more energy for the rest of your day Absolutely. so yeah. it a lot of people who haven't exercised don't seem to quite 
grasp that yet because I just say I'm too tired. Like and that'll be, I've yeah. been working all day. I'm too tired to go out. But actually, if you did go out and run for half an hour or whatever it was, you'd find you actually end up having more energy in part because you'll sleep better. And so you'll get better yeah. sleep. And then, you know, you, the next day will be even better. I don't know. It's a, it's a big circle. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Exactly mm. what you're saying. And um, that's where our, the nine mile program originates because mm -hmm. that's basically the same with training for marathons and ultras and Ironmans. And that what we help people now with is um, most people, we start, you know, we have these, uh, what we call um, uh, discovery calls. So we, yeah. uh, all the, all the people in our uh, user group and everything, they can, um, they can speak with us for an hour and we talk about running. Yeah. And then so many people still think that you, it's like, if you are going to train for half marathon or marathon or whatever, you have to suffer. It's like mm. you exhaust yourself. And that's the yeah. perception. That's the kind of um habit basically mm -hmm. that you that you think it has to be like that and that's exactly what you're saying the balance mm -hmm. is towards exhaustion and we found that uh, the balance is uh, uh towards um getting energy and feeling energized and even when you're training for a marathon we want do want to do the opposite you know because in the classic programs people the energy level goes down mm -hmm. And then you get more and more tired and you get more and more vulnerable for, for both mental and physical injury. Mm -hmm. And then what they say, you have to taper and you have to taper, you have to wait for a week and then you get back into it and then you go again. Yes. And what we try to do is finding that kind of more, it's, it's a kind of delicate balance that you're not really fatiguing yourself so much. And like every day or at least the next day already you feel energized because of the training you did and now it appears that that helps it's a good process because it kind of uh it was kind of uh, a, a a new vision mm. uh and with the people we now train it, it really proves uh that the, the success rate for finishing a good marathon is so much higher than what you're saying that you go until the limit and you exhaust and you deplete everything and then that's kind of white wear and tear everything and yeah. then you know many people will cancel so that's exactly that's mm. that's it's it's an interesting topic we don't know the science behind it by the way oh really no not not really it's so i know you're a big researcher so <laughs> like you don't yeah, know but science, it, no. and i know but it's still so complex about mm. and uh, what we train is from the people like dr fatke mm -hmm. you also mentioned and yeah. from the trainers we follow and there are good thinkers and vision people with a lot of vision but in the end uh the training for the complexity of the human body and the mind and everything is not Thing, something you really can support with kind of scientific backup because every person is kind of it's a, a it's a different balance mm. yep. yeah so it's, so it's about finding your balance isn't it that's that's the difficulty and also that's why it's so easy because if you if you if you are really if your own uh, uh experience is your reference mm -hmm. and we can help people finding that and that's basically our task that we help people finding their own balance then it is like the result and the output is kind of optimal so 
going back a few steps. Yeah. How, how did you, because it's like we're right going into the kind the good stuff that you guys do, which is what we want to do. Um, and this is what like I've, I've actually uh, interviewed, as you said, Marlies and a couple of other running coaches yeah. as well, which is quite interesting because it, they have so much wisdom. You all have so much wisdom about running and, and how to support it in your life and things like that. So how did you guys go from, sorry, that's Australian vernacular, we say you guys, how did you get into developing? So um, for those who don't know, Marlies and Baz run a program called the Nine Mile program which is basically around getting you to the start of a marathon and you don't in your training you don't go above nine miles and that for us in Australia is about 15 16 kilometers or so whereas normally when I've trained for the marathons I've done the programs have always said you know you have to go to 32 34k or whatever it is as your longest and you yeah. need to do a few of those before you before you hit that um, start line so you know, you guys, obviously, how did you go from being, um, this is how I picture it anyway, from being um, professional people working professional kind of jobs with a um, pretty, pretty extensive sport side, the both of you and hobby, you know, that you would go and do the triathlons, yeah. like a lot of people run triathlons, it's not their job, it's what they do as their hobby. Um, how did you go from sort of transitioning from a professional kind of work where you then took your passion for sport and um, into a, you know, that you've turned that into a bit of a business. So how did that sort of happen? Yeah, it, it didn't happen with the, with the objective of a business. Mm -hmm. it, we just did it ourselves. And um, the, the big turning point was in uh, 2015, yeah. you know, Marie's training for the world championship. Mm -hmm. uh, then we, uh, we were, we were doing Ironmans and triathlons already for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And apparently because of the, the Marlies genes and everything, she was very good because yeah. the, her run was quick and she started cycling very fast. And, and then there was this period that um, there were kind of, there was kind of difficulty and life was a bit heavy on, on everything, you know, also for Marlies and personally. Yeah. So there was less time for training. Mm -hmm. Um, and we, in fact, try to optimize our training as, as good as we could, you know, that, you know, something life happens and you mm -hmm. still try to do it. And there was the yeah. world championship. Um, and then we found a new, uh, by, by experience, a new default, like a new um, balance that, that there was, we, there was simply not enough, enough time to train. Mm -hmm. So we thought, okay, let's, let's change everything and try to, to test and try to do a bit different ideas. And mm -hmm. that's that these ideas became the foundation for the Nylon Marathon uh, training concept that we developed. And um, it, it happens, it worked so well that Marlies became world champion that year. Wow. So by training so much less and training uh, so much more kind of with different, different ideas, uh, different from the class, classic where you're saying the classic yeah. ways of training um and then short well, well that was for us the personal proof that 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 hey this this is kind of weird and then a couple of things happened um we found a couple of trainers in the world who were on the same path yeah um that helps when you read and and hey not the the the, the most famous trainers but well actually really 
really good trainers. And um, and we uh, we started training a group in Curacao, a group of runners the same way. Yeah. And it ha- also for them it worked so well. So then, and then we found, hey, this is this is weird because we do a totally different, different approach. Uh, and then you know it works, it works fine. And then we we started doing it and rolling it out, and and more people were becoming interested. Hey, what's happening here? You know, just in very local in your town. Yeah. And then they, um, in fact, they all finished their marathons. They all felt well. You know, it was a whole different um, feeling that that started around this, that kind of you know, perception and feeling around this group of people. Hey, we're, yeah. we're doing something else and it really works. And yeah, and from there, then we simply started to write things down. And then, you know, the book Yes. Uh, that, that Marlies and, uh, uh, you know, we basically wrote it together and then that were the first thoughts about, you know, and then it starts rolling. Then you can't stop it anymore because then people start asking instead of you trying to promote it. And then yeah. you just start giving answers and people start asking questions you don't know, but you have some idea that it could be how you did it. Mm-hmm. And then again, you start doing it. And then then slowly the, the, whole, the whole concept develops into a system uh, that we have today. And it, that you can say that that really works because... We have now so many people and do it all their different versions, but yeah, then then it starts working. Then you think, hey, this is something. So from my understanding being in with you guys, it also is just talking about, um, you know, running a marathon by running less, that it's just mm-hmm. so much on the surface. The stuff that you yeah. guys do, it's like, um, it's a lifestyle change. It's not, it's not a... You know, this is how you train for a marathon. <laughs> it's not just about the running part. Like there's all these other elements. Um, anyone who, who chooses to, to jump in or, or perhaps gets the book or whatever, you'll see that, uh, that these guys are, don't just talk about what you should run every day, but there's all these other things about nutrition and what's going on in your mind and how you're breathing and maybe a little bit about your form and just, you know, there's, it's the whole picture. It's not just the one thing. Yeah which I think um, is really valuable. Uh, and because yeah. there's so much stuff out there, which is literally just the prescription for the running element. And yes. that's it. Like everything Absolutely. else is, is left. And, you know, you were saying as humans, we're all very different and one thing doesn't fit everybody. Uh, it's yeah. even more the case with those kind of programs, I think. Like if you yeah. layer that across just every individual, there's no way that people can make it fit and they end up getting injured and... And not enjoying it at yeah. all and then they don't come back and it doesn't become a part of their life not just running marathons but just running full stop and that that kind of health element anyway that's my rant um, so when you were going from <laughs> when you were going from um do you guys do either of you still work in your professions at all or are you both now full-time coaches? yeah <laughs> that's uh, by the way it's interesting what you're saying because you're absolutely right with the um, uh, running a marathon is the whole picture. Yeah. And, and the big difference with us people living a life and the athletes, the top athletes, is that they they can dedicate their lives to their sport, any sport like running. And that means an elite runner is like, okay, I do a training, uh, then I do some rest, then I go to the physio, then I do some 
eating, nutrition. I do another strength training. I have some rest. I do social. I go to sleep. You know, that's their life. And, yeah. and so we found that in a busy life, what you have, what we all have, it's a different package that makes you successful for running marathons. And that's yeah. the new balance that we found. And that's based on different things other than just running. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the basics are strength training because that's the kind of low hanging fruit for most runners. You know, we have to help people finding strength, which is so important for building your, your muscles, your joints, your filaments and everything. The food, well, you know everything about that. that <laughs> that's so important. That's neglected. Yeah. Um, and the mind and the, and the breathing. And that together with a, a program that has a little different balance in the running then you're there that's what we do mm. which i love so, i love the fact that it crosses all those the all those it elements. Is, yeah. mm. but that's in fact what what i learned that in speed skating you know the top skaters the top runners are not doing anything else but but they can dedicate their lives to mm-hmm. that only single thing it's very it's a very singular way of living because you just dedicate your life to this Mm-hmm. And we can because we have kids, we have work, mm-hmm. we have partners, we have social life. So the balance is different, and that, mm-hmm. that's what we found with the program. That that's gives it's it, it's a bigger guarantee on success for running than if you train and what you read in the runner's world. That's basically the training approach for the elite runners. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because he and so and so did it that way, so it should be good for you and me too. But it's not like that because we have different lives. So that's basically what we turn around. Yeah. Yeah, and we're we're not doing anything else anymore yeah. because, you know, I'm 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 an industrial designer and I I worked in, in, in most in the IT business and Marlies mm-hmm. is an architect. Yes, and, I knew that. And so and we're not doing that anymore. We we in fact the whole life we are doing now uh, through Zoom. Uh, the coaching and the big change came because of COVID yes. uh, because so many people asked us, Hey, we need your personal attention. My race is canceled. I don't mm-hmm. know what to do. People really got crazy. Uh, you know, help me out. You know, I, mm-hmm. I need some, I need some accountability. I need some like what we have. I need yeah. someone to, that I have this feeling like he's there and you know, that we work together. And so that's how we, started to work like that and uh yeah we are now into uh it's it it's not full time but we uh make a living out of it already but we have a capacity the way we organize it now that we can have like three or four times as many people that we can manage Mm -hmm. uh that we have right now but so we can we can um we can add more people and still have a kind of good life that we're not yeah. just only uh, sitting behind the computer. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, to a lot of people um, listening to this, especially if they're runners and, and initially a lot of people who listen are runners, <laughs> not just people yeah. who want to learn to run, but that would kind of be like their dream to be able to turn their passion um, into something that they, they do all the day. So that's, that's really exciting to me. I think that's fantastic that you guys and it are is. doing that. Mm. yeah it is and uh the but the coaching is um the coaching is the uh, for us both the real um it's the pleasure and yeah. it's also kind of you feel a little bit like honor that people let you in yeah because you you have this you build this relationship yeah. you, you know li- more and more about the people but 
that's when it starts to be effective because then you can actually help when you know a little bit about how it works and um yeah and then it starts really working because then then people are becoming more confident you know they Mm -hmm. start to understand themselves better because of the things we offer them and they process it and then that's also our joy that you see that happening that it's actually happening and that that's so cool that's really cool so i asked you this once before not recorded but i asked you once before how um where most of your uh, people are where most of the people that you coach are where do they live in the world all over the world yeah yeah it's really all over the world where you are australia new zealand uh england you uh, the us canada uh but most are english english spoken that's that's what we found and that's also for us it's our second language, but that's uh, you know the easiest way for us. We do speak German and French too here in Europe. Do. Yeah, but that's that's uh, that's more. That's really uh, really. If you have talk like conversations like this, if you want to coach people, you have to have a kind of basic mm-hmm. um, level of the language, and then mm-hmm. with English, that's okay. You know, yeah. that's that our our ability is just good enough to do some good coaching. Yeah. So when you obviously when you guys are at home, because I zoom with you, you know, reasonably regularly, and I see the two of you, and you're just speaking English. I assume you speak Dutch when there's not an English person around. Yeah. yeah between yeah, each other, what... like you, the two of you would be speaking Dutch all the time. Yeah. Yes. Isn't that funny? Yes. I just thought that because my in my brain, I'm just seeing the guy you guys walking around your house, and you're just speaking English whenever I see you. But actually, you're probably speaking yeah. Dutch when there's no people watching. <laughs> Yeah, and here in the Netherlands, you know, every Dutch person speaks English. You yeah. know, if you're here in Amsterdam, you're on the street, everybody will, will you can always speak English. And mm. uh, one of our uh, daughters is actually on a, a English-based school, uh-huh. and um, uh, also the universities here. Most uh, uh, most lessons here, most uh, uh, kind of the, the the topics are mm. in uh, they're teaching in English. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that's why it's so interwoven. Everything is English and Dutch uh, based. So, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, back to running for a tick. Um, I wanted to ask you a question about identity. And um, have, have you, I assume over these years of, because you've been a sports person really all of your life, you must have had injuries that have stopped you, or well, I assume, maybe you have it, but I assume you've had some kind of injuries along the way. Um, yes, of And course. have they, when they have stopped you doing what you want, whether it's running or, or some of the other sports that you've done, how do you cope with that, with the mindset around that? That's a very good question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... Um, yeah, I let me answer from my own experience. Mm-hmm. Um, um, once I had a snowboarding accident, so I broke my leg in all kind of always. I fell off the mountain, rolled in the trees and everything. Out. Um, yeah, but um, I think that, um, and what we see also with our students that mm-hmm. there are always injury always happens. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's life. And you you got hit by a bike or you know it's anything bicycle or whatever, but um, I think we teach people, and that's what 
I know what I did too is um, the healing and the process to um, to getting back into a not you you I think there are two things important that when you have an injury or really something happens is you have to find a new uh, a new new version so a new balance you cannot always say I want to go back to where I was it is always I I need to find a new high level mm-hmm. and so that's the mindset that you have to accept what you have and then you have to yeah. build on that and then go from there and see how far you can uh, get and mm-hmm. then the the process to get there is in fact the same uh, process that we use for the running ah so it's it's the same mindset that you for the marathon you know that's the same principles if you do if you do a marathon you know that you have to be patient you have to accept um you have to you know to be in the moment you have to know where you are right now and I think that's the biggest thing that you that you to overcome the injury to accept it to go every day um, uh, make re- realistic little steps mm-hmm. for the next day and and not making crazy um, uh, uh, you know goals that you that 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 are simply not uh, realistic and that's the same we talked about that before mm-hmm. that we so many people tell us okay I want to run a marathon in three and a half hours. <laughs> I've almost done that. Just want to put that out there on the record. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's the the question. Then then we know. Um, okay, we can help this person because you know it doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. But then you have have to make a big transformation, and then you have to go with the process, the moments, help someone get better, and then see. What is the result of it? And the marathon finish time is just the result of what you do. And that's the same with injury that, that, you know, when you break a leg, then you can hope for that you heal well, but your leg will never be the same (laughs) as it was before. So you have to accept there is a new, there is a new me, in fact. Yeah, that's a good point. I like that. Then you make the best of it. I can remember a time in my life where I couldn't run very much for different reasons. I think I was traveling a lot and it, I realized cause I'd been, I went to a retreat that it was really upsetting me and I didn't even realize it until I stood still long enough to, you know, be with myself for a couple of minutes <laughs> that I realized that. Uh, and so it was then that I thought a lot about this identity and how we attach our, uh, our identity to some things. And for me, for most of my adult life, it's been that I'm a runner. You know, I'm also a mother and all those other things. But one of the things is I'm a runner. So if that gets taken away from you for some reason, sometimes it's injury, sometimes it's all sorts of just life circumstances. um, It's how we deal with that. And so I sometimes wonder whether the identity that we have, we should attach to rather than being a runner, my identity is that I want to be or I, I'm a fit person or that I do what I can to move or to be, uh, you know, physical rather than just um, that something that can be taken away so easily. <laughs> I was trying to think of some protection mechanisms because like most people, I'm also get very grumpy when I, like most runners, I also get grumpy if I can't run for a few reasons. Yeah. Um, you know, too right. many days in a row because something's happened or whatever. 
Um, and so eventually the family just push you out the door with your running shoes and they say, don't come back until you've been for a run. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but the identity thing is interesting because um, when we do these first talks with people, the, what we call the, uh, <coughs> the discovery calls, yeah. um, Marlise and I, we always try to, okay, I want to run a marathon in four hours. Okay, what are the components to get there? What do you want to achieve with that? Mm -hmm. And then uh, it's the answers are always like physical and everything and energy and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then we ask, okay, why why do you want that? Yeah. Because why is it important to you? And then you always find a level that is the kind of drive behind yeah. all these kind of expressions. And it's just an expression. And the, the drive that's behind it is like, I want to be a good example for the people in the neighborhood and they I want them to see me as a something. Mm -hmm. And that's then then that that's the real identity. And wow. then the running is just an expression of of this real identity. And sometimes we even have people, yeah. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people really start kind of you see that the emotion gets in and then they really discover the real drive for being a runner. Mm. And then you find basically the hidden identity that's behind it. And if, if we can help them uh, strengthen and further develop that identity, then we know that we're doing the right things. That's exciting. So <laughs> in, like, this is something I just thought of. What would be the, um, a great example from all of the people that you guys have coached? You know, you've coached thousands over the last number of years, um, five or six or seven years or whatever it's been. Um, What's a good example of, you know, somewhere, someone who's just, you know, without, you don't have to name them or anything, who's just had yeah. amazing result, not necessarily even, you know, from slow to fast, but just life-changing kind of result. Yeah, I, I, you know, a lady we were coaching in the US, um, um, uh, she, she raises her two kids on her own mm -hmm. and, uh, it's a challenge and then a stroke hit her. Oh. And then, uh, well, she, she managed to get back. Mm -hmm. And then um, in the process and all the thing, the only thing she wants is running. Mm -hmm. So for her, the running is the joy and everything. And um, she, uh, um, she has a, that when she is walking, she, the, the motoric system is that she has difficulty run, um, controlling her walking. Yeah. But as soon as she starts running, there's a kind of different chain of motion and then oh, she wow. can do it. That's amazing. <clears throat> so she started doing that and now she's already, she's back into running again. But I think her identity from a running mom mm -hmm. uh, now changed to an identity from someone who's, you know, like a dedicated and, you know, whatever happens to me, you know, I, I know what I need to do. I know what I need to do to go on and to survive and to find new ways. And then this, yeah, this kind of, this kind of miracle happened that then in the therapy, she found that when she was making the running move, that, that, that was okay. Wow. And we, you know, in the process, she made, we made it the, kind of fun and jokes that you know she was running around the house because then you couldn't see that something was happening and then when she started normally walking she had this kind of still this difficulty but I think the biggest change and what I admire in the and also working with her is that she made the transition from a running mom 
uh, to someone, you know, whatever happens, I know how to cope with situations. Mm -hmm. And there is a new, new situation. It's not like before, but I'm still doing it. But people are looking at me a totally different way now because she is like, she is a real example for wow. so many people. It sounds that, like that, the, the running has given her, um, what's the word? Empowerment to like, doesn't matter what hits in her, in her life, she can overcome it. And the running has right. given her that. that and she's a perfect example by accepting, accepting, but also by making new goals and, and, you know, having a strong mind, but also a, a kind of realistic vision on everything. And yeah, so that that's the, yeah, that when you ask for an example, that's the, the very first thing that pops in my mind, you know, that's that that goes way beyond running. And that gives her confidence and everything for life. And yeah, I think that's perfect. That's that's a really, really example. And, you know, it's personal, so we cannot promote her story because it's kind of, of personal but that that that's the kind of metaphor that we try to find in all the other runners as well yeah i love that it's beautiful so tell yeah. me um going right back to your running Baz, <laughs> what is it that you think running has given to your life <laughs> wow <clears throat> yeah um many things it's mm. it's 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 a it's a layered question you know there there yeah. are many things that um one thing is that you just need shoes and you go out there mm -hmm. and you simplicity. can enjoy simplicity you can just enjoy and you know wait for us nature here's the dunes and the the, mm -hmm. the sea and the sand and the beaches and that's the kind of pleasure you can enjoy in life that that's there and you don't need so many things because yeah. you don't need you know swimsuits and you don't need a surfboard you don't yeah. need nothing you, you just can go out there so that's that's for sure the biggest the the, the kind of personal biggest thing um yeah the running has become of course our uh, uh our shared passion with marlies mm -hmm. you know the so uh, it means it has a, a big social thing, like these yeah. little holiday breaks. We are going to run the marathon in Rome, you know. So that's, oh, it's that's running exciting. a marathon, and then you go on a little break and a holiday. Mm -hmm. You're there together, you know. You have some us time, and you're there together. And yeah, that's a good. That's another thing too. The professional, the, the pro of course, the Naima Marathon mm -hmm. program we, we developed. So mm -hmm. yeah, it has many layers in our lives. Uh, that running has has become um uh yeah it has a lot of meanings to us what would be your favorite type of run um that is an interesting question because that's changing mm -hmm. um uh yeah i think a couple of years ago i would have said half marathon marathon things like that mm -hmm. but you know the the project we did you know in yeah. the spring we did 60 k's <laughs> The 60k ultra and the ultra, uh, we did it not on the road, but mm -hmm. in the, on in the nature. Mm -hmm. And I think right now it is like running is becoming a kind of hike, hike, run, ultra kind of thing. And that's what I really start to love now that, that you yeah. just go out and you go in the wild terrain with, with kind of hilly, 
and then just go out there, stay there and, and, and you know, enjoy it. Um, I think that's becoming my, my, favorite, um, my favorite run. What are you thinking about? What kind of things? Don't even have to tell us the details, but <laughs> what yeah. sort of things do you tend to think about when you're running? What's your brain doing? Yeah. Um, well, you know, it's part of the program. We I have do. This... <laughs> I'm interested to know what you're... <laughs> yeah, we have this theory and um, it is like... Um, there's a funny thing because uh, one side you're you empty yourself, you know, so you're not having these thoughts. And the other side is that in many cases when you're running, then you come home and you have this kind of inspiring, fresh new ideas. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's, that's both sides. And the the yeah, the the thing what we believe is that and that's what kind of all kinds of silence achieving mm-hmm. silence in your mind in so there are so many ways how you can do it but i think running is another form of doing it mm-hmm. that you can kind of slow down your thoughts and that you can that you can kind of identify your thoughts in a kind of earlier stage well they bubble without, away yeah that before they bubble away with all the emotions and the everyday uh-huh. life things so the kind of the essence of the thoughts that I think when you're running, you're closer to that. Mm-hmm. And also the silence, that you're a little bit aware of the silence between thoughts and that whole complex. And, you know, we can really go deep into yeah. that because <laughs> it's really one of my interests. But I think that's where the stage where you can be with running. And that's, that's the kind of attractive part of running. And mm-hmm. I personally believe that's also the moment where your training is as as effective as it can be when you're being quiet yeah when you're quiet and then when because that's where really the the effectiveness the efficiency of your training is at the highest level because then Mm. you just you just do it Mm -hmm. instead of thinking about the time or thinking about pushing or thinking about i have to do three more so and so Uh uh-huh wow (laughs) so you're trying your the answer to the question that I hear coming from you is that you're trying to think about nothing, actually. I'm not <laughs> trying. I'm so not trying. Sorry, sorry, you are thinking about nothing. You are just right, you, being and in the moment. Yes, you, you're not trying. I think that's that's a, that's a good point. I think you a gave, good but you gave the best. Yeah, but you gave the best answer because that is you can leave the trying behind and you you're doing. And then you find that you're running at a certain pace and you find that you're doing it that way. And then you find, uh, then you, then this little thought appears in mm-hmm. a very pure form, and that's probably why you have these good ideas when you are running, yeah. because then when you, yeah. you can get rid of all the the things around it. I find for me, as long as it's not maths, I can't do maths when I'm running, <laughs> but I can do especially maths where you have to calculate speed and time. I'm not very good at that. I can do it normally, yeah. but not not while I'm running (laughs) but other things yes I've had amazing thoughts especially because like you and I'm I'm an entrepreneur and so come up with ideas yes trying to think about things um, or actually shouldn't say trying to think about things I'm often going for a run and then suddenly something I hadn't you know been able to sort out will just pop into my head the answer while I'm running along which is like yes that's just need to go for a run that's how to that's wrong yes <laughs> i had someone on recently and they described it a little bit as the third space so they were talking about their 
which is a concept that's out there. Um, you know, when things are going on in their life and it's really quite a challenge. Um, so say work is one space um, and then rather than going straight home and carrying all that negative energy with them, but to go for a run before he got home um, and he described it as a third space where a lot of that could then just sort of dissolves away some of the stresses and things from the day and not taking it home. And I thought that was really a lovely way yeah. to put some of that too. So it's sort of another way to, to look Absolutely. at it. Mm. Yes. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah, yeah it is. An interesting. <laughs> do you, um, I know a little bit, but do you, do you run with people or by yourself more? Or Yeah, more by myself. You run more it's, by yourself? Yeah, more by myself. And when we do run in groups, then it's more like the social then you yeah. know then then the friends are there and you're at the club or oh even at the club uh, because at the track we do the interval runs and in yeah. fact you do that on your own too i do but uh, the, the runs together is more like the friends gather by the end of the day and mm -hmm. you know and then you, know, you go out and then uh, because also the paces are so different you know yeah. because when Marlise is doing a, like an easy jog, it's my marathon race pace. <laughs> Come back here. <laughs> yeah, so the running in the group is the fun, the fun part. Just do go you, out there. Do you listen to things when you're running by yourself? I think we have to. I'm, I'm not a real, uh, you know, uh, listener to mm. e even music. You know, I sometimes um, take my my ears, but then. You know, it's, it, you know, I don't want to do it always. You know, mm -hmm. I like the silence and the, yeah. just, just the running. I like that most. Yeah, that's interesting. So tell me, if somebody came to you and said, I've never run a day in my life, where would you tell them to start, Bats, to get started running? Yeah, that's, but that's probably the same uh, with your first, the first question. Mm -hmm. You know, just just go out there and I, I would really say, you know, go out there and um, buy some good shoes and then, yeah. and then forget about, again, forget about what you, you are told you have to do. You just go out for a walk because everybody can walk. And then instead of walking, do some parts of little jogging and see how it feels. And, and then, just try it and then that and that's it and then when you get tired or if something hurts then you stop and then you walk again and just go out and um yeah that's that's where you can find uh the maybe discover what running means for you and yeah. if it can be something for you if you do it that way um i think the very wrong way is going to a track or you know a club and then join a group that's already there and you only feel like small and yeah. intimidated by everybody you know that's the i think that's the difficult part your ego is like so small if you visit a, a, a track club with all these yeah. people that tell you that's so easy to run and then you're there and you don't you don't think it you don't believe it so i would always go out there myself just yeah. on your own do you have parkrun in the Netherlands? We do have here, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah park runs and, um, yeah, of course, these little local races and... Um, yeah. But that's that's too. That's if you want to get into running, mm. that is 
I think it's always intimidating if you are here and there's this yeah. society, you know, this kind of society that, you know, that's there and they are all so happy with themselves and they explain to you how great it is to run and you're there and you don't know, you know, so that's, that's not the easiest way. Because they're so, they seem to already have it all together, I guess, and understand, you know, yeah. what, what does this mean to be, <laughs> to be right. a runner? Yeah. And you're, I guess that's a, another question I often ask people is, um, when did you call yourself a runner? Like, and it comes back to the identity thing again, and it all it ties into what you were just saying too then, though, and with the ego and, and things like that. So people Absolutely. not jumping into, say, a group of runners because perhaps they don't think they're a runner yet. Yeah. It's a funny yeah, kind of question. That's, that's interesting. Your question is, like, when you call yourself a runner, we use that in our programs too. Mm -hmm. And um, we sometimes ex explain it with, like, when you're a runner, then... Uh, you can anytime, any moment, you can go out mm -hmm. and enjoy your run. Or when a friend comes in and he asks, hey, I'm going to run a half marathon this weekend. I know you haven't trained, but would you like to join me? Because it will be fun. And then you can say yes, because yeah, you know, I know how to do it. I know I will not run a personal best, but I have a strategy. I know what I can do. I, I know how can, I can enjoy it. And it's a half marathon. Let's do it. Yes, why not? I know I'm training for this marathon in two months' time, but still, let me join you. And then I think then you're a runner. Yeah. If you can live like that, and yeah, okay, let, let me just join you. There's a park run in two weeks. Oh, yeah, I can know. I, I, sure, I can join because I know how I can do it. I know, you know, that it, it kind of ease of mind, peace of mind that you can just enter events and running moments um, as they present themselves, you know. Without too much preparation necessarily. Yes. Because, you, because you're already been training or whatever we want to call yeah, it. Yeah, you're already been you moving. Have a, you have a basic, you have a basic kind of uh, form. And if you need to run a 10K, then you, you know you're not going to run a personal best, but you know how you can do it given this form and given this, where you are right now and right today. And then I think then you're a runner. Then you can say, okay, yeah. Do you find that most of the people that you coach are goal-driven versus some other way to get them out of bed and get them moving? Um, well, goal-driven in a, in a broad sense, yes, because mm. the, you can change the perception of the goal. You can change the meaning of the goal. And to most runners, the goal is run a marathon in four hours. And then yeah. the number four is the goal. But, but we help them change. Okay, uh, the goal is uh, that you can do this and this and that, and that you have this kind of knowledge and that you can know what you need to do. And then the four, the number four is the result of doing this. Yeah. Or it will be 430. And in another situation where the circumstances are perfect, can be a 350. Mm -hmm. but then the goal becomes what you're actually doing yeah it's kind of the, the, the and so i'm not you know goal is okay you know the, but the uh the goal like a number and a, just a finish time is like an obsession you know then you know it doesn't make sense in my in my view yeah it's like the journey getting there is actually more important than the than the outcome in some ways i think yes as well, if you're enjoying then, the journey 
Absolutely. And knowing the elements, the parts of the journey that you kind of control it mm. and that you know what you need to do well, you know, with the program we do with the, the strength training and the nutrition and everything that's part of the journey. And, you know, then, yeah, the, the result is that you run, run a good race, but the, the goal, yeah, I don't know if the, the, end, the, the finish time of the race is your goal. I think mm -hmm. the, the goal is everything we do. Yeah. Do you, this is a cheeky question. Do you have a goal for uh, Rome? For Rome? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of, of course. Uh -huh. um, you know, we, uh, Marlies and I did a lot of cycling the past yes. two months, so I have to get back into running. Yes. Uh, I am not like as Marlies the natural, you know, I really have to go back into running. So one of my goals is that the kind of the natural three, four times per week in the program um, it's, it's going to be like the, yeah, a bit changing the habits again. Yeah. And then, um, uh, and then the marathon itself in Rome is, I, I know it will be a very slow one because it's warm mm -hmm. and it, you know, Rome is going like this. Yeah, bit higgledy <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So for me, it will be like run a decent, a decent marathon, uh, you know, controlled in a, in a good sense, uh, enjoy the environment because yeah. I know 40, 40 kilometers through Rome, you will see places you've never been True. because it's, you are going to see streets and everything you, mm -hmm. you've never been. So I really want to enjoy that. And at the same yeah. time, do it in a good way, you know, that, that, yeah, that I run, run a decent marathon that you know that you feel like that you feel like proud that you run another one and that yeah. it was well. And in terms of times, I really don't have time. Yeah. For for, yeah. for Rome. Yeah, you just want to be comfortable um, and enjoying it, and as you said, make sure that you've done you know what you set out to do. Yeah. To, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. It will not be. It will not be a personal best for sure. <laughs> when is it? I don't know how when it is. When is it? Mustn't it's in September. That's yeah, September 19. Yeah. Not far away at all. So, Baz, I've already kept you well longer than I probably should have because we can and oh, have boy. talked. <laughs> we can talk and talk about running as we often do, <laughs> way longer than we should because it's uh yeah it's our passion. Um, yeah. Tell me, do you think there's anything that we could have covered that we didn't cover to encourage people perhaps to give running a go? I think we covered a lot. Did you think we did all right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, you posed the right questions. <laughs> Excellent. Well, that's good. Well, I will say a big thank you. Stay on the line. And after I hit um, stop, I will have a quick chat and then I'll let you go because I've already taken up so much of your time. But we do appreciate it. You're full of amazing wisdom about running um, and lots, <laughs> lots of other things as well, actually, just life in general. So I love having you in my life and I appreciate you spending some time with us and so I can share you with more people too. So thank you. Yeah, that's likewise, Michelle. Thank you too. Thank you for listening to the Fit Mind Fit Body podcast. For a bunch of resources to help you get and stay fit, head over to the website, fitmindfitbody.co and I'll see you there. I'll also be back here once a week. Bye.